0: It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me
1: fine. All I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza.
2: Hey folks, Steve Siddall here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts every week all around the country. All brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And you can reach any of the advisors featured here. Just call them 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 600-700. Coming up today, we've got Coach Pete Deruda going over some financial fundamentals. Kevin Frisbee says it's been a tough beginning for 2022 as far as the market is concerned. Cynthia Fick and Gina White put the current market in perspective from a historical standpoint. Eric Carney says this market is a great opportunity. And Kevin Brooker explains how algorithms rule the market and why that's important. Along those lines, Dave Perkins takes us on a trip back to 1929. Wonder what happened then? What a week on <laughs> so many levels. That was the week that was. It's
0: over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It started way now The week
2: started above. on a downward slide. Pretty much kept that going all week long. Monday saw the Dow drop over 1,000 points, only to gain it all back and then some by the end of the day. Very strange. The rest of the week, pretty much up and down, but it does look as though the week will end on a down note. Now, we go back to Tuesday. That was the 16th session of the year, and it shows that 2022 is officially the worst ever start in the history of the S&P 500, that coming from Ned Davis' research. Now, it's certainly been a decidedly ugly start for the year in the stock market with particular pain in the tech trade. In fact, the 8.6% decline for the month edges out the 8.57 drop it experienced in January of 2009. And by the way... The S&P data, that goes back to 1929. Seems a little unnerving to me. And along those lines, the Federal Reserve uses a gauge to measure inflation. They say inflation rose 4.9% from a year ago. That's the biggest gain going back to September of 1983. So what does it all mean? Well, we could be on the verge of a bear market, maybe. Well, the advisors this week weigh in on all of that and more. So let's dig in and start making this pizza. Up first, America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruda, and his show, Financial Safari. Here, Coach Pete, along with Thomas Lipscomb, Morgan Patrick, and Gary Nolan are talking about some financial fundamentals.
3: We're going to go through some financial fundamentals because we haven't done this in a while. And I think there's some, like, 20 important topics we're going to try to cover here on the show. And we may or may not get all of them. We probably won't, but... uh, it's about financial. Let's talk about financial planning. What does financial planning mean to you, Morgan? I, I think it gives you a roadmap to where you want to get to. Yep. And th- that is
2: goals. I mean, you, you sit down and you talk with your professional, your fiduciary, and you say, you know, this is where, where I want to be at a certain age. And this is how I want to enjoy my retirement.
3: Those are my goals. Now let's create a roadmap. Gary, what about you? Yeah, pretty much, uh, pretty much the same. You got to know where you're starting and where you want to finish. I mean, it's always, you know, here's the starting line. There's the finish line way ahead. And as you get older, that finish line gets closer and closer and closer. And you want to get closer and closer. Sometimes it gets (laughs) too close. Yeah, too close. (laughs) And you're not there yet. That becomes a big problem. Thomas, what does it mean to you? I I think exactly what you said there, Gary. I I am in
4: that point now where where I'm looking at that finish line getting closer and closer. I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do to make sure that it doesn't slip up on me too quick? Because it is already going by. I've got... The baby that seemed like it was just born yesterday is six, turning seven, and um, is going to be seventeen soon enough, right, Coach?
3: One thing's for sure: the clock, as you get older, doesn't go anywhere near as slow as it did at two fifty-five p.m. at school <laughs> when when you got out at three. <laughs> right, that right. was a fa- that was the slowest five minutes you've ever seen, mm-hmm. and and now it's like it's reversed; it's speeding up. Thomas, you're seeing it firsthand. When you have kids, kids are like a barometer for you to see how old you're getting. (laughs) But here's what financial planning is to me. It's looking at the road you're on now and making sure it's going to get you to the destination you thought you were going to get to. I mean, financial planning could be anything you want it to be. It's it's looking at developing your portfolio to make sure it aligns with your goals and your values. Mm -hmm. And if I had a nickel every time someone told me what they thought they had, and then when we examined what they had, it was nowhere close. I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> Five times over, probably, because what is said many times is not what is done. And, Morgan, that, that really, to me, uh, well, that's why we have the fiduciary standard coming out now. We wouldn't need to have a regulators pushing this financial standard called the fiduciary standard if everyone did the right thing.
2: I mean, put mm-hmm. it all out on the table. Uh, explain it to me. Uh, and create that roadmap to get me where I want to be. And that's a, you know, a golden years that I can really enjoy.
0: Yeah. For so, those?
3: so developing that portfolio, very important and, and also adjusting it. Like when you watch the, the football games or basketball games or baseball, even baseball on TV, there's in game adjustments. Sure. And so a good coach will realize things aren't going like they should have been and make some changes. Or, or realize that things aren't, you know, a lot of times you see the manager, he's just sitting there. He said, what is he doing? <laughs> I yeah. could be sitting there too, eating peanuts and chewing gum and getting millions, but and not doing anything. But that the same thing in the financial world. You need a proactive planner who, who aligns your goals and values in the plan that they put for you. I mean, you say
2: it all the time, coach, it's not set it and forget it. No. I mean, it, it is an evolving, growing process.
3: Now, there are parts of a portfolio that can be set it and forget it. If we don't want them disturbed by market forces, we do the growth protection income. So we put money in a place where it can grow grow it can share in some of the gains of the market not all the gains but then when you get the gains the most important part of a gain is keeping it (laughs) not bragging about it because a lot of people brag and then they lose it so if you can lock in your gains automatically and then in the future take all those gains and the money you started with and get an income plan or an income check that you know exactly what it's going to be at the minimum could be more growth protection and income good stuff for you
2: and your plan You can catch Financial Safari on radio stations around the country every weekend. You can also find the podcast wherever you download yours. Subscribe to it and you won't miss an episode. You can call Coach Pete here at 800-662-6808 or text pizza to 600-700. Learn more at FinancialSafari.com. And for more on Coach Pete, visit PeteOnDemand.com. Pizza! Now let's check in with Kevin Frisbee in Maine. Here, Kevin is talking about the worst start in the market ever. Well, I, I think this past few weeks and, uh, the, you know, the start of the year, we've had the worst
5: start of a, a year in the stock market in about a decade. And interesting point enough, and, you know, this is not a, a, a foolproof thing, but as January goes, so does the rest of the year, typically in the stock market. Well, I hope that's not the case, really. But but here's the thing, Steve. People have a short memory, don't they? Oh, I yeah. Mean, we just tend to forget, right? Time heals all wounds, And the same thing happens when people invest and lose money is if it's, you know, several years later, the memory is really short and they forget the pain that they experienced back in the day. And here's what I tell people all the time. And I'm not a doom and I'm a very optimistic guy, but the reality is the reality. And here's the reality that I know. If you go back to 1987, that's 35 years back, we've had five major market pullbacks in the last 35 years. And so that to that to that point, that says to me, if you're 60 years old today and you have a chance to live to 90 or 80, even 80, in 20, 25 or 30 more years in the future, what's the likelihood that you could have two, three, four, maybe even five major market
2: pullbacks in that time period? Wow. I never thought about that. That's great. I mean, you know, we were just <laughs> talking about statistics. That's one that really resonates. Holy cow.
5: Well, it, the whole point is. If you're retired or retired or trying to get retired, you want to stay there. You don't want to have no, to go back of to course. work. And that's my point. You want to make sure that provisions are put in place inside your plan that you don't have to worry about major market
2: direction pullbacks. So that doesn't mean we should be out of the market. It means that we need to just be smart about what we're doing in the market. Smarter about what you're doing. Maybe
5: look at doing a, a tactical, active managed portfolio versus a passive. And I say that, Obviously, we we have um, our portfolio managers do a, a, an active portfolio management. To me, that's a much more proactive approach towards preventing big losses <clears throat> than it is in a passive. A passive, I, I, I consider that you know that, you know you you buy an investment or or mutual fund or whatever that is, and you park it there and you keep it there for twenty years and twenty five years, whatever it is. And is that going to be higher in twenty twenty five years? Of course it is. However. If you're coming up to a point where you're starting to draw money out, you might not have 20 25 years to wait before you touch that fund for it to come back, or for it to be higher. And so now, when you start doing withdrawals mixed in your your plan, you've got to make sure that you've got some assets that are, have some protection, that set aside, traded differently, managed differently, to be able to utilize for your income purposes to not lock in losses if you're pulling from one of those passive type of accounts.
2: Again, he's talking about making sure you have that growth protection and income in your plan, and now is a great time to sit down with Kevin and his team to make sure your plan is ready for what could be some rough patches this year. You can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari Weekends, on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine, as well as every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Carr Radio Program. Kevin offers his insight to the market for the week and then some and of course you can find all the radio and TV shows at frisbeebenefits.com. that's f r i s b i e benefits with an s.com. You can also find him on Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe and have the shows delivered to you each and every week.
4: At Pizza.
2: Now, let's meet Cynthia Fick and Gina White in Phoenix, Arizona. Here they're talking about market corrections and how they really are a natural part of the market
6: and don't panic. We've had 80 80- four, five to 10% corrections since post-war. And so that means one about every year, year and a half or so. So they're healthy, they're normal. The stock market has a chance to gather strength. It rests up a little bit, just like I have been doing, (laughs) gathered my strength. And so it can, you know, be ready for the next leg up. So that's, you know, that's to put a Pull back into perspective.
2: And again, I use, the, oh, go ahead. I use the analogy this weekend. My my mom was staying with us and um, she was asking, you know, what's going on and what are you and Cynthia talking about? And I use the analogy of a marathon runner, right? The market has just ran a marathon. You wouldn't expect it to continue to just keep going. It has to rest and take a break and a breather and recover before it can you know, keep running again. And and that analogy makes sense. And I I think that's really what we're experiencing right now. And so as people sort of get through all of this, how how are you helping them get through all of this?
6: Okay, because, yeah, I mean, we we definitely feel the pain. I mean, here you are, some of you may even be in retirement, you have been feeling... Okay, about the stock market lately. You know, um, this is kind of where the rubber h- hits the road. I'd say to people, How do you feel about uh, putting more in the stock market right now? Yeah, great. Okay. Why aren't you putting it all in there? Well, because it's not always gonna, just going to be going up, up, up. So this is kind of a, a gut check to go, Okay, am I really taking the right amount of risk or even know how much risk I'm taking? And uh, to just, you know, look at that. So the first thing we're saying to everybody is just stop right now take a big deep breath again this is a normal healthy correction at this point mm-hmm. okay there's been 84 change more <laughs> of these over the last you know 70 years okay so because it's human nature based on what gina always talks about
2: fear and greed yep. yep
6: uh to we do the wrong thing at the wrong time and
2: we let our emotions sway those decisions when right we should when it comes to our finances investments let logic
4: help sway those decisions
6: right because um you know history repeats itself even in the stock market and again this has happened 84 times since the 1950s what's different about this one and this is an interesting to think about if i had asked you know maybe polled you guys in october of last year and said how many of you think the stock market's gonna keep going up a lot of you probably would have raised your hands, you know, right now that has changed, but consumer confidence is at some of all time lows mm-hmm. right now. And so here we are, usually a correction or a bear market happens when people think they can do no wrong. They think, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like rolling dice, going to Las Vegas and winning all the time. So that's usually when we have a pullback or a correction. Well,
2: who doesn't want to go to Vegas and win all the time? That just doesn't happen though, does it? If it's time to review your current plan, give Cynthia and Gina a call at 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 600-700. And you can find Cynthia and Gina and their show Financial Life Planning on KTAR News 92.3 in Phoenix, Saturdays at 9 p.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. And you can find their podcast anywhere you get yours, so download it, subscribe to it, and we will send it to you every week. PIZZA! But with all this stock market talk, here's Dave Perkins to take us to 1929 and what was the beginning of the Great Depression. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. time.
0: 1929, the party's still going, the roaring 20s. But that year we went from, hey, let's do the Charleston, to, Mm, brother, can't you spare a dime? The U.S. experienced an economic boom during the 20s, but then the market started fluctuating. Stock
5: exchange is a funny place.
0: The beginning of the Wall Street crash. The bubble burst. October 24th, Black Thursday. A 22.6 percent drop in one day. October 29th was Black Tuesday, with another 12.8 percent drop. The market hit bottom November 23rd. It was the beginning of the Great Depression. No love in Chicago that year. It was the year of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, February 14th. Seven of Al Capone's rival gangsters, Bugs Moran's gang, were murdered.
2: You ought to be
6: in pictures.
0: The first Academy Awards were presented that year. It was a 15-minute ceremony hosted by actor Douglas Fairbanks. And the award for Outstanding Picture, the winner is... The Silent Movie Wings! Let's listen to a little clip from that award-winning silent movie. Ah, yes, what a great movie. The first car radio was made by Motorola that year. Turn it on and you may hear. Time to 23 skidoo, but first, here's a swell song from Eddie Cantor. making whoopee. This next song is the cat's meow, ain't misbehaving. no social security yet but a variety of american industries were promising some sort of support for their workers in their later years most of the pensions kicked in at 65 life expectancy for american men was around 58 pensions are almost gone we're living longer let's get back and get a real retirement plan
2: we've now arrived safely back in the present we hope you enjoyed your trip here's to a smooth ride into retirement pizza. Back to the advisors. This time, Eric Carney in Southwest Florida. Eric says, yes, the market is not off
1: to a great start this year, but he sees it as an opportunity to beef up your portfolio. This is such a great opportunity for everyone. This could be the greatest reset for 2022. And there's a lot of people that don't realize that this is a huge opportunity. So what's happening is, is that The S&P 500 has outperformed fixed income since 2011. There was only one year in 2018 where fixed income beat the S&P 500 by 0.1, 0.1. So so it's basically zero. So basically since 2011, if you were invested in the S&P 500, you crushed it. And if you were in fixed income, you didn't fare so well. And what's interesting is, is I had a great conversation with one of my favorite new clients this week, and he was a government worker for a long time. He sat through the Trump uh, presidency, the Bush's residency. He worked for Obama and great guy. And when I looked at his TSP, I said to him, why is this so conservative? And so he said to me, he said, Eric, rules, regulations, that's what we live by. We live by mandates and we start to conform to government standards and we become very complacent and with our own personal stuff and we become very conservative with our own personal stuff. And I was like, that's interesting because he referred me to a friend of his and in his TSP, Thrift Savings Plan, he was also very conservative. And he said, Eric, we don't have the time to do this. It goes on the back burner. But what I'm telling everyone out there is whether it's a TSP, 403B, 401K, that's what happens. We get busy in our lives and our our allocations go on the back burner. We have to raise kids. We have to take care of parents, whatever it may be. And so our retirement goes on the back burner. And we, we, we keep it conservative because at, at a point, we don't want to lose money. And now we take a look at times like these and it's like, thank God I did that. But imagine since 2011, you were properly allocated and you pretty much doubled your money that was in there. Do you really think that this little pullback in the market, which is actually pretty minuscule compared to the past 10 years, is really going to make a difference? Not really. I promise you that. And that's where our clients have done very well because I believe that they've been properly allocated. We've deleted a lot of fixed income in their portfolios. And so again, we've had a cushion on a significant basis compared to what we ran in their financial plan. So that means that with that cushion in there, we we're able to take a correction or a pullback in the market. But if you're so conservative, your portfolio is going to take a bigger hit than you expect. Not only that, but it's not going to have the time to recover. Again, this is a fantastic opportunity out there if you have any kind of investable assets to reset that allocation.
2: Well, that makes sense. Maybe it's time for you to check in with Eric and see what his team can do for you. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral, Florida. And his show, Wealth Works Radio, can be heard on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. You can also find him on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And I'd recommend just subscribing so you don't miss an episode. Visit the website, Eric CarneyAdvisor.com. That's E R I C K E A R N E Y.com. And you can also find him on TV. Both Saturday and Sunday, check your local listings for Times and Channels. Pizza! Well, we've got one more clip, and for that we turn to Kevin Brooker in Phoenix. Kevin's got more than 30 years in the business and shares his insight to what the market is doing and why. He says it's one word,
4: algorithm. It's totally crazy, and what, what everybody should realize and what everybody should take note of is that's thank the algorithms, okay? That's computer trading. That's automated trading. Okay. And I think something like eighty-five percent of the volume on the exchanges now is automated trading, which is done by computers. And uh, that's why we call you know say the, say the algorithms all the time. And so what happens is, the the fund managers that are using them, we call you know a lot of them they call them quantitative or quant managers, uh, which means they're simply looking at numbers. They're looking at support levels, resistance levels, in terms of how something trades. It could be an index, could be a stock. Anything that trades, you can draw charts and diagrams and all that good stuff, uh, and then you can come up with you know ideas about where is good support, where you should buy, where you should sell, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, what happens when you have this analysis take place? All the people that follow the same you know technical analysis strategy, they're going to tend to use the same points in terms of buying or selling. In other words, you know, good support on the S and P right now they're saying is in the forty two, uh, well, forty two eighty I think it is. Um, and so, all the analysts that use a particular target. Right? What happens is they, they, they program that into their computers and then when it, that price hits, the computers just fire off all the orders, all right? So what happens is you've got a cascading effect of people that are using you know, their predetermined levels to buy or sell. They're using those predetermined levels to execute you know, thousands and thousands, if not millions millions of dollars, who knows how many. But that's where all the volume comes from and you see the volume spikes and you see these big crazy moves that's what's going on. It's a lot of program trading that's triggered off of the same or very similar very close levels and that's when we get the wild swings from one once one move to the other.
2: Okay. I mean that <laughs> that is that a good thing or a bad thing? I guess I'm trying to figure it's- out if the algorithms, I mean if that's a if that if that is ultimately, I mean I know we have no control over it, but Right, you know, I mean, right. when you say uh, they it just triggers all of these uh, these these orders. I mean, yeah. I think back to, um, you know, you look at the you look at the pit right when there and there's all these people yelling, uh-huh. and screaming and hollering. So does that take That's away right. all the fun?
4: Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. OK, so, you, you know, it. as for whether it's a good or a bad thing, I, I, I I'm going to say it doesn't matter because if you want to invest in the market, you just have to accept it because we can't change it. Um, but I think what what the way that I look at it is just to remind yourself that just because let's say Apple, just cause it's down from its high and got hit over the last few days, it doesn't mean anything changed. It doesn't mean there's anything bad, anything, anything fundamental has changed. It simply means that that other traders or other investors um, are taking it down for any number of reasons. It doesn't necessarily mean though, that it's a fundamental reason. So, so what I'm saying is just because you see something down, doesn't mean you should, say, should be asking yourself whether you should sell it. You, you should ask yourself that. Do your research. Make sure you've got good good uh, analysis in terms of why you own it. Uh, but, but when we see these crazy par- price swings, to me, the best thing a lot of times is do, do nothing. Don't get caught up in the hysteria either direction. And if you, if you <laughs> well, want to take advantage of these things, you need to build a cash position and have some cash on the sidelines so that when we do see these opportunities, which we're going to continue to see them. In other words, we're going to continue to see, be riding this roller coaster, in my opinion, for at least the next several months. And 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 so, just remind yourself that the algorithms do control. There's a lot of money in play with those things. You've got, got a lot of large institutions that use those, and so your pension plans, your insurance companies, you know, they they can be, and the mutual funds, of course, you know, a lot of times uh, they're doing these, and especially at the end of a month, you know, because they'll do rebalancing at the end of the month or. You know, like when you have options, expirations, you know, that can impact the markets. So a lot of things impact the market on a short-term basis that really has nothing to do with the long-term fundamental outlook of a company.
2: He really brings it all home, and and I love his perspective on things. You can hear Kevin and his podcast, Cruising Through Retirement. Wherever you get yours, please subscribe to it, and it will be delivered to you every Friday morning. You can reach Kevin by calling 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 600-700. So there you have it, episode 136 of Financial Pizza, cooked, boxed, and ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts heard around the country each and every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Well, if you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, just subscribe to it, and it will be in your podcast collection automatically find it on apple podcast the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your favorite podcast and as long as you're subscribing be sure and share and rate the podcast we've got lots of pizza for you remember you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them 800-662-6808 or text pizza to 600 700 i've also got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast If you want to reach me, steve at financialpizza.com, email, or you can find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. I want to thank Dave Perkins for providing content for today's show. And Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and it originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. And I'm going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza.
3: Pizza.
4: Coach P Radio